Welcome to Sports, Clips, and Politics with your hosts, Ben Husong and me, Sean Hannon. Welcome to episode 90, 90. Hey now. It's a long time. Nine sure zero Sports, Clicks, and Politics. I thank you all for joining us. I am Sean Hannon, and uh, joined as always by Ben Husong. Mr. Husong, how was your trip across the uh, frozen tundra of uh, Syracuse, New York? This is absurd. I know. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I want to go back to Florida. Seriously, it's the end of March. Stop this. Out like a lion? Is that what it is? I, apparently this year it is, because this is nuts. Yeah, well, we got, we got a little snow bomb uh, overnight here, so... Winter holding on for dear life here in uh, upstate New York, as it always does, though. So on that note, everybody should like this video for Mr. Hughesong trucking it over here. I've risked my life for you people. Yes. All right. Uh, so like and share this video. Share with all your friends and family. You see my commitment to this show? You're gar- you are committed. Taking my life or you in my be hands. Commi- or you should be committed. Yeah, that's probably true as well. Um, is, I, I hate this weather because yesterday was our one-year anniversary for the ice cream shop. Yes, I recall, yes. So we had a big thing. It, it was a great day. A ton of people came out. It was awesome. wonderful. Thank you to everybody that did come cool. out and support us and, and buy some ice cream. But I looked outside at the weather like, come on, really? We, we Not just bad weather. We could deal with bad weather. That's yeah. fine. Not just snow. Like, so much snow the kids got off school today yeah. at the end of March. Yeah. Like, this is just not fair. This is they didn't just go remote? Uh, <laughs> they could, oh. but no, they, uh, they all have, they have off. They got the day off. Oh, so they're all well, that's good. running around Everybody like crazy. Needed a day off, I guess. But Sorry to my wife that I left you in that yeah. jungle to well, do this, but the commitment to the show again. And, and speaking of the show, we had some, uh, show news, kinda, uh, another episode band of sports clicks and politics episode 66, our interview with Kevin McKernan. Well, I mean, the, sci- the molecular biologist scientist from the Human Genome Project who was talking science. How crazy of us. I, I mean, all experts are equal, just some experts are more equal, I well, guess. Well, thankfully, Mr. McKernan uh, uh, shared the Rumble link, uh, and then we got to highlight how terrible I was at producing that episode. because It wasn't your best work. <laughs> it was my worst work, actually. So <laughs> That was poor timing so, yeah. for that to be what yeah. happened. <laughs> so that got, it immediately became our... Uh, most viewed uh, uh, Rumble episode. So welcome all to the new uh, subscribers who have found us that way, I guess, uh, for the last, uh, since this the last episode. Still feels like punching down. This still feels sure. like a wholly unnecessary thing for What them are we doing? doing? This is like our, this is like a game for us and we're like getting, we're get, there's like no referees. We're getting penalized anyway. You're like, what? Like we're getting street cred for stuff we don't deserve. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, you got kicked off YouTube? Yeah. 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 Like, wow. <laughs> what'd you do? Like, I don't know. Right, we interviewed a scientist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I will say the, uh, if I had to make a uh, common denominator, uh, ivermectin was in the title of each one of those videos. I, that's it. not the, that's not all, we have other videos with ivermectin in the title and they're still live, so who knows, but yeah. we won't be back. I'm guessing, uh, I, I didn't update the, I didn't check to see if we were banned farther or longer than April 18th, which was the last time I checked. So I, I'm assuming we're just done there. So, I mean, we stopped posting there. So welcome to Rumble. I'm assuming that we're on double secret probation and facing a lifetime ban. Yeah, I'm. It's it's only a, it's literally a formality. Right. So, but before I, I usually we touch on some sports, and I do want to talk on some sports. But we had some little bit of breaking uh, sports for your hometown Buffalo Bills, Mister Hughesong. Yeah, yeah. What do we got? Uh, taxpayers faced 850 million tab for the new Bills stadium. That's the official uh, price tag, the highest ever. For Buffalo, New York. 
the highest ever dollar amount, not percentage amount, not percentage of uh, project costs. Got it. But the dollar amount, eight hundred fifty million, is the new highest uh, dollar amount for a public portion of the stadium build. I hate that. That's a thing. Yeah, I I really do. It's the so previous uh, number was seven hundred fifty million from the uh, the Raiders, and by percentage, actually, so. Um, sixty-three percent of the Bills Stadium pro- the project cost is going to yeah. be fitted by the uh, or footed by the uh, the taxpayer. With the Colt Stadium, I think was like eighty-three percent or something, and maybe somebody, maybe the Bengals was even higher. So it's not by by you know depending on what you're comparing, I guess. Um, but by total dollars, the highest taxpayer funded stadium in the NFL. Yep. So congratulations, I guess. I don't know. I'm get, Hochul says she has ways to pay for it. So, I mean, did, did we did we invent the printing press here in Albany? I mean, we just, we just raise more taxes because that always works so well. Yeah. Just tax us more. You don't get enough of my money already. Take more of it, please. Yeah. But we did have some sports uh, news. I mean, not like actual game news. Like, how crazy would that be? We actually talked about right. a game. But um, Kyrie, home debut last night. <laughs> they lost. but That's all right. A win? I mean, progress? Now, as much as we have been basically thinking this was should have been done long ago, um, this Mayor Adams, uh, his executive order, whatever it was, 62, not repealed anything, just added a layer for an exemption for athletes to his other private sector vaccine mandate. Uh, as always, the answer to the unintended consequence of laws and orders is more laws and orders. Never get rid of them. Yeah. Always just add. Yeah, so he couldn't repeal the actual order that was creating the havoc. He just had to carve out a exemption for the Yankees and the Mets and Kyrie and whoever else, the Knicks. I don't know if the Knicks have anybody or not, but... Um, I think it's hilarious that they keep doing this. Like, how mad are you if you're just an average guy working in New York City and you are still subject to this mandate, but the millionaire athletes are not? Like, come on, guys. This is so fundamentally unfair. Yeah, and, and Mayor Adams is getting uh, beat up a little bit by uh, some people there. Uh, Good. So hopefully that, you know, you want to say that the the, the blunder, what's right, I feel like the exemption is just a, it's a PR, bl- even though he probably did it thinking, oh, that's just going to get me everybody on my good side. Like, nope, yeah. nope, because you're, because everybody can look at you and see what's going on here, right? right? So um, they know that the other part of the vaccine mandate should be repealed and is basically not playing a role in any effect, keeping us any safer or anything. So what are we doing? So uh, I don't know. I'm glad that there's, that obviously I'm glad these players are going to be able to play, but I wish it would, and hopefully it still will, be the you know, the reason why the whole private sector vaccine mandate in New York City is pulled. The Yankees and the Mets must either have a lot of unvaccinated players or some very key players. Are Aaron, Aaron Judge is yeah. the, so I, it's the big one. There's got to be more. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, the two executives from the Mets and the Yankees were behind the mayor when he made the announcement. So, like, what are they doing? Like, they couldn't even, like, hide. Like, no. They're, they're literally credit. just saying, okay, well, look. And, he, you know, he made some, uh, you know, he said it's not a – double standard and that he's looking out for the best of the city and this was uh you know a step forward or he had to move forward or something so i don't know he's an idiot well, i shouldn't say that he's probably a smart guy and he seems like a nice enough dude but this is idiotic this is just yeah, the, 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 the embrace the, the continued embrace of any of the covid nonsense is still just nonsense agreed so. all right um let's talk about something i don't know i guess more fun okay 
Jeffrey Epstein's islands for sale? You know, I'm looking for some property. Actually. 125 mil. Ooh, so close. I bet you won't need one of those four season fire pits there on the I, island. I don't. Th- I think I'd build one anyway. <laughs> Maybe I could flip it. I think there's only one season there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, private island. That's actually the pair of islands, uh, Little St. James and whatever the other pedophile island is called. Um, oh, who cares? 125 million. I feel like that's actually low. To buy your own island? To buy that island? I don't know. Not that not that that should have you know the pedigree of the island should I don't know if maybe it is discounted because it is that island nobody wants to be associated with it I don't know I wouldn't be shocked like if if you're a believer in the spiritual world and people come back to haunt things you can't even imagine what's going yeah, on yeah but if you have 125 island. million you're not that person that's probably true <laughs> that's a fair point if you got 125 million to spend on an island you're yeah. probably not overly worried about that yeah. that's that's I'm fair. just saying the people who I'm like. It's going to sell. I feel like that's all. I did, it wasn't like so priced that I was like, oh, this is going to sit on the market for a while. Maybe check it out on Zillow in a little while. Yeah, I mean, if I had that kind of money, I'd buy and just send somebody else in first to be like, just go look at it and yeah, make just sure there's send enough. in archaeologists. Yeah, if there's like a, a, a kid's sex chamber in the basement, just get rid of it. I don't want to know. I don't want to see it. Just get rid of it altogether. I, I, want, I would knock the house down and start over. Like, let's not be crazy. So if any of our listeners out there have a, uh, you know, a big, big crypto account, Maybe that's the uh, that's the island they're buying, right? Maybe when GameStop goes to the moon. Yeah, I'll, there we go. I'll be ready to go. You can be the proud owner of Little St. James and Great St. James. I'm renaming them if I so. if I buy them. Let's be clear. Maybe we can start a GoFundMe. Sports clicks and politics wants to buy the island. I, I bet you we could start something there. Let get get a thousand people involved. Make everybody a, co- a joint owner of the island. NFT. Right. Oh heck yes. I don't know how that applies, but I'm in. We can figure it out. Yeah, I bet right. we could figure out a way to buy. Epstein's Island through an NFT uh, program somehow. We'd have to crowdsource it though. Yeah, oh, yeah you for sure. Nor I have I, all of us would. Uh, everybody who part, who got an NFT would own a piece of the island. One piece of the island. And but you could have it'd be like a uh, uh, what are those scams called in the uh, uh, rental uh, market vacation property? Oh, timeshares. Yeah, it'd be like that. All right, but like an NFT timeshare. NFT timeshare. I think we're on to something here. Sean. Yeah. All right. I don't think we're going to be the ones. No, hopefully somebody's listening can figure it out because it's not going to be us. No. All right. Let's move on to another fun story. Elon Musk has kind of picked a fight with Twitter over the last like few days here. Um, He ran a poll, something like, uh, do you think Twitter rigorously upholds the First Amendment or something? Some variation of that. And obviously most people said no. Like I think it was like 25, you know, 76% or something said no. So, and then... Their by Twitter started trending on Twitter, and it was proposed Elon Musk may buy Twitter or start up a rival platform for Twitter. So what's your initial thoughts on this seems like a very targeted attack, right? Mm-hmm. Attack, if you want to use that word. He's picking, you know, he's picking at Twitter a little bit, sure. trying to, you know, get them thinking or get the people thinking about Twitter. Do you think Elon is... I would say, and I mean imminently, like, you know, like within the next six months to a year kind of thing, going to either launch a new platform to rival Twitter, like we have a bunch already, we can go through those, or do you think he there's a plan out there to buy Twitter? Or do you know. think this is just Elon being, let's, I'm bored and let's I think it's probably just get my Elon name in the news. Elon. I, I think he just gets upset about these things, and so he, he says something because he's in a position to do so. But I think once you get into the nuts and bolts of what would be involved in buying Twitter and how do you 
I guess I still don't fully grasp how Twitter could be a viable business that makes money. Well, I kind of that's kind of why I think it makes sense actually because I don't think Elon cares about making any money, right? That's so true. like as long as he can just he can control the public square and try to imply the you know his whatever I think he, what did he say when he was said he's not going to uh, uh, ban RT he was the first First Amendment absolutist or something, right? So or I don't know some he said something to that effect of you know everybody gets to say what they want to say kind of thing. So if he's going to apply that across Twitter, do I think? Some of the, you know, these hardcore lefties or whatever who think that Twitter's their own would, would revolt. Yeah, but where are they going to go? They're going to they're gonna get the same thing that happened with the Republicans. And they're going to go to Frank. Right. They're going to parlor, you know, they flash in the pan. Get her. Still going. You know, I'm, I'm on get her. I'm on get her, too. But, uh, you know, Truth Social? Crickets? I haven't. I'm not on Truth Social. Me neither. But, like, I didn't even heard anything about it. Like, I, I, I stopped hearing stuff about it, I guess, altogether. So... I don't know if another format is actually the right way to go. Like, I, I think if Elon was going to do it, he would buy it and then just absorb whatever losses or lack of gains that I think he would True. do out of it anyway. I don't know. I think that, if listen, if I was Elon, I'm not. That's the way I would go. That's fair. Starting a new platform, I don't think is, I don't know. How are you going to get all the people? You're just not going right. to get all the people over there, right? No. So, and it's going to immediately get labeled something, and therefore the people who don't want to be that thing labeled are not going to join. Yeah, it's going to get. It's either going to be alt right or right something super left or something. I don't know what. It's funny how like just being an avid supporter of free speech, like without exception, now makes you like bad. Like no, I don't think the Russian Times should be yeah. censored. I don't like that DuckDuckGo is going to start managing search results. I like. I, I don't want curated search results. It's not what I. I want to be trusted that as an adult with a competent mind, I can sift through different sources and form my own opinions. I don't want anything spoon. I want all the different opinions. I want all the different views so that I can have a more complete view. And somehow that attitude or that outlook makes me either a far right or a Russian propagandist. We live in weird times. Yeah, I mean, censorship almost has a virtue to it right now, right? We're... Like, no, no, to me, and m- maybe I'm just thinking of, you know, a different time and maybe I was wrong then too, but it seems as though even 10 years ago, maybe like the thought of banning a journalist of some, any sort would have been like frowned upon even by their worst enemy. But it right. seems like it's like totally just not. And it's like, well, if they're not on my side, then, you know, once these idiots started saying words or violence, it was all downhill. <laughs> like. Words are not violence, no matter how much it hurts your feelings. Words are words. And we want to have different perspectives. Yes, I do want to see what the Russian side of this uh, war is. I do want to know what the Ukrainian side is. I want to know what America... I want to know why Joe Biden's going out and saying these insane things. Like, I, I, I want to get a complete picture because I know I'm not getting one right now. And yes, I know it's much more rosy to just think that it's as simple as all the Ukrainians and all the Ukrainian government and leadership is good and all the Russians are bad or just too stupid and being lied to and they don't realize that they're the aggressors and invaders. Yeah, that'd be a really, really easy way to view the world. It, it's almost never true. Like, that, that never happens where it's that cut and dry, where there's that little gray area or there's just not different views that are legitimate even if you disagree with them. I have a problem with that. I, I just think you're you want that to be true, so you're just basically putting your fingers in your ears and screaming over the top of anybody else, and then attacking them and saying like, "Oh, 
you just want to repeat Russian propaganda. Like, well, you just want to repeat Ukrainian propaganda because that's the side you've decided you're on. I don't want to repeat any propaganda. I want to know what the hell's happening over there so that we can make decisions on how involved we should or should not be. Yeah. I don't know. I finally an answer. I mean, Elon's always got a way to kind of inject himself into the geopolitical angle of everything. So here he is again. All right. So I started this story differently than how I ended this next segment here. So, cause when I first saw Russia was going to begin selling oil, maybe you even sent me the, you sent me the article, uh, oil in rubles, yep. um, to unfriendly countries, whoever, whatever classification, uh, they're using to determine friendly or unfriendly, but Russia says friendly countries, Mr. Hughesong can buy oil and gas in crypto. That's awesome. And I'm not going to say that uh, crypto's up uh, big since this news. I don't, I don't want to equate them directly, but I wouldn't. Can't, it can't hurt. So if Russia is going to start selling their oil in crypto, and hopefully specifically Bitcoin, not hopefully, but I don't know, maybe specifically Bitcoin, I would think that's where they would start. Is there a Petro Bitcoin uh, on the horizon here that is going to uh, even further entrench Bitcoin into the financial global system and therefore maybe by default eventually becoming the reserve currency of the world, Mr. Hughesong. So this is going to be about as tinfoil as you'll ever hear me get. I'm ready. Not without us going to war. There is no way the United States government or the United States Federal Reserve would allow this to happen without getting us into a war and trying everything possible to stop it. Am I wrong? Except we're here. I mean, we're at war. We're not at war. No. Eh. No, well. we're not at war. We're not even in a conflict right now. But this is where I mean of if that's what the case is, we're definitely going to find some reason to get involved because the United States dollar is so devalued at this point that literally the only thing keeping it up is the fact that it's the petrodollar. The only reason your dollars are worth anything is because of that. And I get that that makes it sound like, well, then we should stop it. I mean, that's because it's our perspective and we don't want to have to face the consequences. But the reality is the people that we have elected and put in power have mismanaged this so badly that now you want us to maintain the value of our currency and our easy way of life on the backs of people in foreign countries. Like, I don't know how well it sits with me. I have a hard time with it. It's, it's not, and I'm not so uh, cavalier as to be like, yeah, burn it all down because that has very real consequences too. I feel like the consequences are inevitable. Like we're going to get to a bad place because you can't have 50 years of fiscal mismanagement with zero consequence. And let's be real. There's a history of a lot of wars are funded through dollars that wouldn't be possible without federal reserve or central banks around the world. That's, That's historically accurate. So if the federal think about if you're the people in the most powerful positions in America means you're the most powerful people in the world. And if you know this system, because if, if they allow Russia to do this, all right, if you just stand back and be like, hey, it's not our business. Okay, the ruble is going to increase in value tremendously just by simple laws of supply and demand. People are going to go buy rubles so they can buy oil. They need the oil and the energy and the gas. So they're going to have to go buy that. That's going to increase the value. Comparatively to the dollar, the dollar will decrease in value. Now, we keep printing money left and right, which, again, supply and demand is going to drive down the value. As this goes on, now if you allow cryptocurrency too, now that gives more of an incentive to people to get their money out of US dollars and into cryptocurrency, further devaluing it, 
and now all of a sudden you are at very high risk of hyperinflation, huge economic downturns, recessions, depressions, and I, you could say that it's just because they're such good people that they don't want that to happen in reality because if that happens, they lose their power. That's how they stay in power right now. Did you see that Elon thinks that uh, Vladimir Putin is richer than he is? That's very random. No, I I'm just saying we married. I married the last two topics together. Good job. Yeah, uh, I, of course Vladimir Putin's ridiculously rich. Yeah. Like he's been a desperate. He said he's more. He's like he's. I think he's got more money than I do. I of course he has more money so. than, than Elon Musk. Like the guy has the entire country funding him. No, I, I listen. I, I I'm not justifying the means of acquiring that. No, wealth. I'm not just saying at all. That, uh, it's just a fact. Yeah. Listen, Joe Biden's richer than I am. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. Sorry. All right. So I don't know. Uh, like I said, we talked about the uh, Saudis, uh, this kind of floating the idea of selling stuff away from the dollar. These are all not good signs for the dollar. No, but the, again, listen, the dollar has been so brutally mismanaged that if you were not an American, if you lived in any other country, you would hate us for what, if you understood what we've done. Yeah. And you saw what it, the effect was for your country. You'd be like, no, I don't want to keep doing this. This is done. You guys, you screwed it up. Why do I have to pay for your screw-ups? They're like, well, because we're America and we got a military. And I love the war hawks that are always ready to fight. Like, yeah, we'll send in the troops. Like, are you signing up? No. Because if you're not signing up, kindly sit down and shut up. They're not signing up. No, none of these people are. None of these people want to go fight. <clears throat> they want to send other people to go fight and die for them. It's a common theme throughout our history. All right. Well, let me remind everybody to like and share the uh, video here. Leave us a rumble. Leave us a rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. Obviously. Did I tell you? I didn't tell you, but I went to, this is completely off topic, but, and I don't have a still or slide for this, so this is really off topic, but. Love it. I went to the, I think it was maybe the first annual, but the first annual, I'll call it the first annual, the first annual New York State Harvest Cup presented by Flower City, which was a uh, competition put forth by a local organizer who had a bunch of New York State cannabis growers. Okay. Send in samples and then had judging contests around the uh, state. I think up were like 60 of them. And then had uh, had these events and then kind of pared them down like a March Madness thing, I feel like. Nice. And uh, not really like that, but Fair enough. they uh, they called the, the, the pairing down and they got to the final 10. And I went to this uh, cannabis cup kind of thing uh, in Rochester on Saturday. How was it? I didn't say to the end, so I don't know who won. I just went there to introduce myself and try to get next year's cannabis cup to come to Syracuse. Smart. Yeah. I know. Was Side it a good time? It was, oh, it was a great time. I mean, you know, cool, you know, different kind of atmosphere. Um, a lot of growers there, you know, selling their stuff and I know virtually edibles, nothing whatever. about cannabis. Yeah, so I, I should have, like, you should have come. I, I could have learned. I was a little busy yesterday. I know a guy I can help you. I can help you uh, get introduced to those kind of events here locally. Do I want to? Like, do I? Do yeah. I is this something it, I need to know? If you just want to see it, I don't know. All right, I'll, yeah, I'll see it. I'm, yeah. I'm always interested to learn. All I'm right. just not going to start growing weed. I got, I got other no, stuff I'm trying no, to grow. We may do some germinating classes, but that's in the future. Let's talk about Hunter Biden's laptop again because that's always fun, right? <laughs> well, I mean, we just stepped up from weed to crack, so that was a good transition. Uh, yeah, that's not a great transition, but Sorry. you know what I mean. Yes. So. I'm fighting with the, with the video graphic here, so bear with me, folks. But the idea that Hunter Biden's laptop is basically continually playing a role in virtually everything right. in the world somehow. Um, 
you sent me this article and I wanted to kind of start with there and then we'll uh, expand upon that. But so this article says that Hunter Biden had a defense department access like for 20 years, like was given some kind of uh, um, uh, key to the, D- the department of the DOD and that he through his laptop here that now everybody has been able to see stuff from had the ability to look at department of defense information, had the security clearance to do so and was granted the security clearance for a seemingly long periods of time. Um, First of all, I can't imagine why Hunter Biden would ever need that. I can only think of I can think of only nefarious reasons. Let me correct that for reasons Hunter Biden should have that. Like there is no reason for him to be involved in the in with any secret documents from the DOD. Like no, I can't imagine anything. So wait, wait, wait. You're I'm wondering. Me. Well, what I was going to say is I'm wondering if it is it just because he's Hunter Biden, or do you think that they're handing out these fucking department security clearances like to every. Like, I know it's just because he's Hunter Biden, right. but, like, is it a problem where we have Department of Defense, like, access being, you know, passed around by other officials who probably shouldn't have access to that information? So is your que- I think I understand your question. I just want to make sure. You're asking me, is it that Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, has a special level of corruption that is very abnormal and that somehow they were sneaking around everybody to get Hunter Biden these access to the daily defense briefings, or... Is it such a rampant problem that this was not abnormal and nobody noticed? Yeah. Like Barack Obama's friends could have been doing it. Right. Donald Trump is, could have been giving it to Don Jr. and nobody would have said anything. Right. Is that the right? Yeah. Okay. Kinda. Uh I don't know. I I mean it's bad either way, but I mean right. I'm trying to figure out what the problem actually is. Is it uh, hey, we're willy nilly with our right. defense briefings, or did Hunter Biden carve out a specific, hey, give me all these hunt these defense briefings so that I can make my you know, daily phone calls. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's probably more that than they're, they're just willy-nilly handing them out. I'm sure they do hand them out too lackadaisically, and they're, they're too, like, freely giving to the cronies and lobbyists. And yeah, they're just not stupid supporters. enough to leave their laptop at a repair shop. Well, that, you know, crack's a hell of a drug, man. It'll, it'll mess with your mind. It'll make you do stuff. And again, I mean, and just maintain, stuff, I maintain my position. I do not believe that is how they found the laptop. I think that story is utter bullshit, but it's definitely his laptop. So anyways, so... Look, there's a pattern with this family, all right? It's not it's not an accident that this happened. This is what's been going on forever with the Biden family. Anybody wants to tell me with a straight face, Joe Biden's a really nice guy and has been an affable, selfless public servant for 40 years, you are lying. Probably to me, probably to yourself, but you are lying. Uh, that is just not the case. So we went through this a year ago about the various contracts that friends and family of Joe Biden were awarded. Now on the laptop, we can see they're carving out percentages for Joe Biden. So Hunter Biden hires Kathy Chung in 2012 to be the special assistant to Vice President Joe Biden. Kathy Chung then forwards all the daily briefings on the defense from the DOD right to Hunter so that he can be aware of what's happening. Now keep in mind what's going on at this time. He's flying over to China on Air Force Two to get investments in his hedge fund. He has, he's sitting on the board of Burisma in the Ukraine. He is 
on the board of a Chinese company that ends up buying and then stealing, buying a nuclear company, a nuclear supplier for the U.S. government, and then stealing nuclear secrets for China. He was on the board. That's how that got approved. So you can't look at all of this and come up with any non-nefarious explanation. If you, like, you just don't want it to be true. Stop. Stop defending these sociopaths. They are awful. I get you hate Trump. Congratulations. Join the, join the crowd. Not, most people didn't like Donald Trump. The idea that that makes Joe Biden a good person is insanity. He's not. He's horrible. And he's using his drug addict of a son who has all of these problems that are beyond belief, and he's just getting used left and right so that Joe Biden can get more rich. Like, I don't feel bad for Joe Biden in this regard. Joe Biden's a piece of shit. He keeps doing this to his kid. I'm not doing it to his son. His son should be in rehab and trying to get healthy, not going out selling half-million-dollar pieces of art. Whatever happened to that story? That disappeared, too. Yeah. But now people oh, bought it. Who knows? Also, at this time or shortly, when did Hunter Biden's in firm and it was Seneca, Rosemont Seneca, Rosemont Seneca? When did they invest in Mary Mariboda? Uh, Metabiota, 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 two thousand uh, fourteen or fifteen. Come on! So again, he's getting the DOD briefings, and now he's investing in these things that are that was specifically a defense issue. That was DARPA funded stuff that was coming out. Like people. This is not rocket science, and it's not a tinfoil hat category. It's if you look at all of this pattern and you don't conclude corruption, you're an idiot. And this is why when we go back to whatever, October 2020, when we were talking about Hunter Biden's laptop originally and Bevan Cooney and all these things and Tony Bobolinsky and, all, and yep. all these things that were happening – and this is when the New York Post, you know, immediately, basically almost got with, kicked off Twitter. Got their Twitter locked. You couldn't share the link. It was automatically deleted. Facebook basically came out and said, we're not, you're not allowed to share this. NPR wouldn't report it, on it. It, it. I mean, there's tons of mashups. You can go around and look at all the nonsense, the Stelzers and all, all the, the, uh, uh, the legacy media, the mainstream media, if you will. Also, not just saying all this Russian information, but then citing these 51 you know, intelligence, former intelligence officers, including your boy Jim Clapper and oh, John Brown. dude is the worst. The worst. So they are the worst. And the New York Post, to their credit, actually ran, put, posted all their pictures on the front page. It was like, yeah, these are the people who basically said we didn't have our story straight. That was and the yeah, so. Thing. I'm liking the New York Post more and more as, as time goes along. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you pick the right battles. Right. So. And they are, and they, they just put it out like, 50, all 50 intelligence officials who signed it with Clapper and Brennan right in the main. And Clapper yeah. and Brennan doubled down on it. Yeah. They, they only, still, yeah. They're still being like, well, it did contain all, the, like, all right, so it, what would Russian disinformation, good Russian disinformation look like? It would look like real information, right? So what do you mean it has all the earmarks? That it looked legitimate, you morons? I, the problem is they're not stupid, especially Ka Clapper and Brennan. They're not dumb people. This is not a mistake. This is intentional. And the the inevitable question you have to get to at some point is why? Well, I mean, like I said, you know, and for first there's this, you know, I feel like there's going to be the next, I don't know, the the next chapter of this public part of the Hunter Biden lapse story is that Joe wasn't involved, right? It was just Hunter doing his stuff and Joe didn't know. It's going to get shot out of the water basically in one news cycle because there's so much evidence of it. They have pictures of the dude in meetings with these foreign people from, you know, they have the one from the Ukraine, they have one from Mexico, they have one from China. I mean, they have them from everywhere. It's not even like 
Like they're everywhere. So it, they still have the one email from Hunter Biden about Metabioto saying like, oh yeah, we should run this up to the guys at the DOD and see if they think this is viable. Like, oh, that's fair play. And they wanted to see what they thought of the Metabioto. Like they wanted to kind of get the, yep. what do you think of them? What, what are their chops? I don't know. It's, there's an, and like I said, and, and this is all where Tony Bobulinski confirmed that the big guy was Joe Biden, right? So I just feel like that's going to be the next countermeasure they're going to throw out there and try to pretend that Joe Biden, that Hunter Biden was some rogue, you know, bad child and uh, the black sheep and maybe he was all that but he was also dragging his dad along with his dad like let's be clear it's not i don't think hunter biden's the driving force here like don jr is is who he is but it's not like his father is manipulating him into doing these things hunter biden maybe this is just who he wants to be but the fact is that as a public servant if you're doing this and then taking a cut that's illegal Donald Trump hiring Donald Trump Jr. to run Trump International is perfectly legal and fine because it is a private company and they can do whatever they want. It's not the same. The fact that Eric Trump is running, it's not even a publicly traded company. It literally could not be more legal than it is. It's perfectly fine. You can have nepotism in private companies. I got a big secret for you guys. One day I hope my kids take over every one of my businesses. I do. I'm really hoping for that. That's why I'm building them, so that they can have these things as an option. If they don't want it, God bless them. That's fine. But that's not illegal because they're all my private businesses. I'm the one doing the work to build them, so therefore I get to decide what happens at the end. If you are the vice president of the United States ensuring your son ends up on boards in Burisma, Ukraine, gets money from a Chinese government for a a billion-dollar or a half-billion-dollar investment in your hedge fund, you're ensuring that your son's other investment, Metabiota, is getting government contracts to track plan and prepare for the release of coronaviruses and then one hits a few years later coincidentally that's not okay if you have government money going to build up a power generator in central america and then you hire a senator's brother to run it after all the costs have already been incurred the government has already built it they're just looking to have somebody run it that's it and you give it to a sitting senator's brother to run it that's nepotism that is a conflict of interest. He should never even have been allowed. If you give another one of the vice presidents, at the time he was vice president, when this happened, and his brother and childhood friend have a construction company that won a State Department grant to go build houses in Iraq, something to the tune of $100 million, $100 million? Nice Christmas card. Right. And that, that fell through, but they instead they just had to supplant themselves with about 25 other State Department contracts to build houses other places. Like, this is not an accident. This is our government. These people are so utterly corrupt. But this thing with Hunter Biden is a different level. This yeah. is somebody who should not have this level of clearance getting access to all this. And guess what he did? He enriched himself and his family with the information. This man should be in prison. His father should be in prison. And that's literally the best case scenario. Because he may have enriched himself, and I'm sure he did, but what else was on the other side of the agreement here? And so Mm. that's why I lead next where we have from the National Pulse. Now, we had this story. um, We talked about this last week when we kind of debuted the Metabiota story. Um, And this this article goes back to June. So June 28, 2021 from Natalie Winters from National Pulse. But this is a telling of the involvement that Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's laptop specifically has shed light on the dealings of 
specifically Hunter Biden's comp- his investment firm and some of these defense contracts. So Rosemont Seneca, the uh, investment firm uh, founded by Hunter Biden, uh, Christopher Hines, who is uh, uh, John Kerry's stepson, and Devin, and Devin Archer, invested $30 million into Metabiota. Metabiota has shared much of their work with EcoHealth Alliance, the EcoHealth Alliance that funded the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where we now think that uh, SARS-CoV-2 most likely originated. So to say that it's just about, I mean, listen, I mean, we can talk about all the crazy videos and uh, uh, on the laptop and they're all sensational and whatever, but these are literal, like, these. this should be on the front page of every news in the For country. Sure. And it, it's nowhere. I can't imagine. It's nowhere. Like, newspapers ostensibly want to sell newspapers. News programs want more viewers so they can sell more money. If this is just competition and free market capitalism, what news organization is not running with the story that the president's son has been directly involved in shady dealings and been given clearance that is unwarranted to not only unwarranted why did he, what was the official reason given for why we want Hunter Biden to have this high level of clearance yeah that's what i'm saying i i that's th- those are two questions right like wh- how like what why the, what was the genesis of it like the person that approved it when they said hey yeah. hunter biden is, we're going to he wants a security clearance and you go for what Somebody had to have said yes. Right. And it's a question of like, what was the justification? Like, well, because he's going to be a special consultant to his father. Like, oh, okay. Well, let's look at his background. Oh, dishonorably discharged from the Navy for cocaine and hookers on a bender one weekend. Uh, Some very, very questionable ties in foreign countries. There's that whole stripper incident in Arizona that he's running away from. Yeah, let's give this guy all the security clearance. He's he's not a risk at all. Here we go. Oh, and he's the vice president's son. There it is. Guys, you don't get a security clearance with his past. It doesn't happen. I'm sorry. Not, like if you and I, even if we had a legitimate role to fill in the government, they're like, well, let's get you a security clearance. Like, uh, I think you got the wrong guy. Wait a minute. You got you got this uh, other than honorably discharged from the military for what? Oh. And what's going on with this woman in Arizona that's claiming that you're the father of her child? Oh, uh, like, ah, you know, women are crazy. Oh, okay. Um, you still doing drugs? Oh, let's let's give a little test. Uh, can, can we wait a day or two? Yeah, this, sure. Th- this never happened. Uh, this is crazy. Like, this is so comical that this man was able to view this. And this is where I, I just get sort of fed up of legitimately like, ah, screw it. Yes, yeah, I mean. Corruption is so rampant. Yeah, it's. It's, it's part of the government. It's so crazy. And like, I'm just going to read some stuff here from this thing to kind of nail home what I'm trying to get at here, that, that Metabiota and EcoHealth Alliance were partners for a decade here. So be- long before COVID, they, we talked about some of the stuff where um, the uh, founder of Metabiota, Nathan Wolf, is on the board of EcoHealth Alliance. Sure. He's also on the board of DARPA. Na- naturally. We won't talk about him being on the board of Terramar, Jillian Maxwell's nonprofit right now. That's not necessary, but he was there too as well. But I'm going to read from uh, 
from the National Pulse article here says, since, 2004, uh, since 2014, Metabiota has been a partner of EcoHealth Alliance as part of the U.S. Agency for International Development, which is the USAID. Predict project, uh, predict project, which seeks to predict and prevent global emerging disease threats. So this is a partnership that was uh, forged in 2014 to help predict and prevent global emerging uh, disease threats. Mr. Hughesong, they failed at that. Sure. I mean, here we are. Spectacularly. Um, and I'm going to keep reading here. As part of this effort, researchers from Metabiota, EcoHealth Alliance, and the Wuhan Institute of Virology collaborated on a study relating to bat infectious diseases in China. So Metabiota, the company funded by Rosemont Seneca, who's founded by Hunter Biden, and John Kerry's kid. You know, let's not give credit where credit's due, I guess. The current climate czar, also a person (laughs) still in power. Yeah, what a crazy world. Um, So Metabiota, with all that baggage is partnered with EcoHealth Alliance, which is the company run by, or the organization run by Peter Daszak, who is basically at the uh, forefront steering money from Tony Fauci and the NIH and Francis Collins and the NAID to EcoHealth Alliance to study bat viruses in Wuhan with the financial support of Metabiota and Hunter Biden and all the baggage that goes along with that. I... It's crazy that Hunter Biden's laptop is this close to the origins of COVID when I really thought that was the easiest explanation like two years ago, like either Epstein, but Hunter Biden's laptop is probably just as relevant of it needed something so preposterous to get that far. It's Hunter Biden's laptop, right? There's, it, we're not even done with this, right? Like there, there's going to be stuff that's going to be, I mean, we, he's already talked about other laptops, so I'm guessing Putin probably has those. Um, Somebody's got them. I find this relationship and this company Metabiota to be beyond disturbing. Like it's 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 the poster child of all evilness of government and what you would think the worst case scenario could be. And we're basically just lived through the last two years of it, most likely. The problem is we're only getting started. Listen, That's we, the problem. I, I, and I'll piggyback on this because and, and we can you can f- follow up because National Pulse is also reporting, and this is a March 24th uh, article, um, Hunter Biden bio firm partnered with Ukrainian researchers isolate deadly pathogen using funds from Obama's Defense Department. So, I you know, the scandal-free Obama administration. Uh, hey, 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 don't forget about that tan suit. That was the scandal. Oh. I don't even remember the tan suit, so I remember those drug running or gun running uh, cartels in Mexico, though. Yeah, I remember uh, that. I remember the drone bombing of so, the innocent people. So Hunter Biden's laptop is involved with the origins of COVID, and now it's involved with the bio labs in Ukraine. Like, this seems beyond Not a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, it seems terrible. I mean, just on its surface. But it doesn't seem like that... I don't think those are coincidental. I'm like, they're, they're, the, the reason that his laptop is at the center of both those things is the same reason, that he is sold off influence into those two areas through his last name and has enough money to, you know, become a famous painter. So um, the painting is the best part of all of this, honest to God. We're going to have to buy one. That'll be our I, background. I can't afford that. Well, they're not going to go up in value. That's true. It's only going to go down. 
Um, I mean, we have to get him before he kills himself. Well, yeah, obviously. Because then everything goes up. Before he gets suicided. So, and I, I don't want to really get into the Hunter Biden biofirm partner thing, but I just wanted to bring that up that show you that, uh, and we'll, I'm, I will get into it at some point. I just, not today. We don't have enough time to kind of talk about all that stuff. I kind of touched on a little bit last week. And we will continue to touch on the metabiota stuff and the angle of that because it seems to uh, have a quite a lot of uh, tangled webs that they're weaving uh, throughout this administration and maybe uh, the Obama administration as well. So craziness and anything more on there? Cause I was going to switch and go to even crazier story. So buckle up, buddy. Let's do this. All right. Well, here we are. So you guys are aware we actually covered this when project Veritas was raided. Um, I can't remember exactly the date of the uh, episode now, but um, actually I can tell you, hold on. It was, they were raided. Well, James O'Keefe was raided uh, November 6, 20, 2021. So we probably did an episode a, a week a week after that or sure. you know, somewhere around there where we talked about how it got raided. Now, the raid's not news. I mean, it's news. It should be news, but it's still not what we're going to talk about today. What we're going to talk about today is the fact that that raid followed a... Um, or was one of a series of events, I guess, that led us to the point where Microsoft, of all heroes, right? I mean, Microsoft files or threatens to file a lawsuit against the FBI or the SDNY, the Southern District of New York, basically saying who, and I guess I'll give you a little backup to, to spoil it here, to be Microsoft's hero. The SDNY, the Southern District of New York, sure had organized a search of Project Veritas's Outlook emails back from the, the Ashley Biden diary. So once Ashley Biden's diary was given to uh, Project Veritas, that was in September of 2020, they returned the diary in November of 2020. This is Ashley Biden's diary. Mm-hmm. The subpoenas for the outlook emails were november of 2020 as well so the these search warrants and subpoenas for uh project veritas's subscriber info and emails from microsoft were given and microsoft was given or put under a gag order by the southern district so they could not tell anybody that they were giving over private email communications of Project Veritas to the government until Microsoft decided that they were going to file a lawsuit against the Southern District of New York, basically saying, why are we being a gag order? This whole thing is known. It's in the public eye. There is, the investigation is known. There shouldn't be like, we are, everybody knows what's going on. Why are we being gagged? And so the SDNY said, okay. And they basically allowed Microsoft and to Microsoft's credit, they sent the lawsuit to Project Veritas and said, Hey, this is what's going on. This is what's been happening. This is how long it's been happening. And so why this is news, other than just, you know, the SDNY being shitbags, which is, you know, not news. not news. They're the same outfit mishandling the Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell trials. So sovereign district of New York, as James O'Keefe quoted him. So um, why this is news is that because Project Veritas, after they were raided, they filed a lawsuit and were the judge in that suit 
uh, granted a special master who was then responsible for handling the allegation back in the, 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 you know, the, the claim is that Project Veritas is being unfairly, you know, they, they basically sued the SDNY basically, hey, you're, 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 took our stuff with, for no reason. And the SDNY failed to disclose that it's like six, seven times to multiple magistrates, to whatever, all without the special master actually knowing that they were spying on their emails the whole time when the whole point of having the special master was to make sure that there was some intermediary before the government actually got the communications from Project Veritas. So like this is beyond a violation of the First Amendment. I mean, this is this is, this is just corruption. I mean, this is literally the Southern District of New York doing anything they wanted, working outside of their own judicial system that is in place and one that, you know, whether or not you want to, it, it is what it is. And they circumvented that multiple times. Yep. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happens from here because I don't know how they get held accountable. Like, I don't know who comes in and be like, hey, let's, you know, punish the SDNY. Like, I don't know who the authority is that can come that. But I would like to think that this special master and this judge who appointed the special master are going to make an example out of these people because if that if they can just do what they want regardless of the, the, the there is no there is no first amendment there is no safety there is no you're we're we're in a in in some kind of form of government that you know I could never imagine I guess it's I mean, it's it's beyond disturbing yeah it's it, it, like people don't understand how scary this actually is of like where this goes if this is allowed you're not safe. Like, you're not safe from the government for anything. Right now, if the government wants to, I mean, if a, if a prosecutor wants to come after you, there are safeguards for you as an individual. They have to show a cause. They have to show a good reason. They have to have probable cause, get a warrant, and then it's allowed uh, an impartial judge is the one who decides if they have sufficient reason to do that. If, and then in some cases they say, all right, it's not enough, but we'll give you a special master to look through and see if there is enough that then you guys can proceed or he'll come back or she'll come back and say, nope, not enough. There's nothing there. Uh, it's an imperfect system, but it's the system we have. And the fact that a prosecutor with the full force, the full authority, the full power of the government behind it, behind him or her, could come around that and just start reading all of your emails is terrifying. I mean, what else what else can they do if this is allowed? That's yeah, it, that's the question. You know, I I feel it might have been Tim Poole who brought this up uh like I don't know a few months ago, but actually maybe probably during the raid at area during that time where he basically said I think Project Veritas is investigating the FBI and that this was their attempt to basically thwart any investigation. But whether or not that's even true or not, they had information for basically like 14 months, right? I mean, like, they almost had to do the raid to justify having the material at for some point. months, yeah. I mean, like, the, they already knew. Whatever they were raiding, yeah. they already had the information. For sure. So, like, what, I mean, not all of it, but, I mean, for the most part, they already knew what was going on, right? They knew what, it's, it seems as though there's multiple levers of, uh, uh, like criminality involved in this. And I, you know, again, I don't know how the SDNY gets held accountable. Um, 
Wasn't this the same SDNY that when they executed the raid on Epstein's place, the warrant didn't include the tapes? Yeah, they had to leave them on the safe. So they left them on top of the safe? Yeah. And everybody left to go get the it's warrant? It's also the same SDNY. Wait, I got to finish this. And then they came back with the updated warrant, and the tapes were gone. Shocker. So weird. Yeah, it's also the same SDNY who uh, uh, was in charge of the jail tape that got accidentally erased. Whoops. <laughs> Are bad guys. We're sorry. So you're either incredibly corrupt or incredibly incompetent. Which one do you want to be? But let's be real. Nobody's that incompetent. So, oh yeah, no. Here's here's a uh, timeline. If you guys can look up on TV here or on the on the video, you can see the timeline of it. Some of it here. So, um, but I, I don't know where they go from here. Like, I mean, you know, all the the even the ACLU came out was like, uh, this is bad, dudes. Like, you can't you can't be spying on journalists. Um, People who would are probably repulsed that they're actually defending Project Veritas have come out in defense of Project Veritas. So it's it's crazy that we're you know we talked about the the censorship uh, earlier with Twitter and uh, the Hunter Biden story. This is like this is only the logical conclusion of that kind of activity. You eventually have to cover your ass so much that you're basically gonna you know. Like I'm guessing, if the if the, whoever was in charge of this thing was basically preemptively trying to secure information that was a, going to come to Project Veritas, right? They were like, okay, we don't know what they're going to get, but they're going to get something, and I'm just going to be on the lookout. Like every time they get something, I'm going to be on the lookout, and maybe they did. I mean, I'm guessing Project Veritas has a bunch of stories they're working on that we don't know about yet, and so the government knows about all of it. And if it's about the government, then that's that's a major problem because nobody's holding the government accountable other than people like Project Veritas. Yeah, the um, the diary seems, shouldn't say seems, feels like an attempted entrapment. Like they knew that they couldn't verify the chain of custody so they would have a hard time. The FBI would know that there's no way Project Veritas could do it. So if they took it and ran with it, they could be prosecuted, even if it's completely I, true. If, if they were, if Project Veritas was, involved in the stealing of the diary okay that that's a that's a totally different story that does not seem to be the case here not at all. i'm guessing that if that was the case we'd all know about it like they, they already know right like that that we would know if that was the case it's not the case so whether or not somebody else stole it maybe and they gave it to project veritas okay but that doesn't make project veritas the theft of property no. and when was the last time the fbi inv investigated a diary I mean, listen, we can talk about some of the excerpts in the diary that are disturbing, but it to me it validates the the diary was real, all this reaction to it. I mean, if the diary was not real, then none of this happens. So I'm guessing the diary is real, which makes that even more disturbing. And again, the the fact that they were able to do this in secret, even I mean, Project Veritas is wide open. Like, they know everybody's coming after them, and they couldn't even stop this, right? Like, they operated as they best they could. They 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 push back where they feel like they're getting taken advantage of, especially, you know, from from certain government agencies, and the government agencies weren't having it. They were just basically said, okay, well, we're, we have more uh, – not only we have enough, they don't care. Like, right? I mean, they're, they're, they have no moral compass they're operating on. They're trying to protect their asses. And they have more weapons at their disposal than anybody else. So they're almost always going to succeed in finding out that information. I mean, I, I you know, I, 
I jokingly gave credit to Microsoft, but they didn't have to really do any of that. They could have just played ball and been like, all right, well, I'll just keep signing off on this gag order and whatever. We don't really care. You know, so some credit goes to Microsoft for well for changing the tune, I guess. Because if you comply with that and you don't say anything and your whole business is providing this level of service of IT service to major corporations and these other corporations realize that you're just going to go along with that. A lot of them do have stuff to hide and they don't want to and they would want to be informed if the government was coming after them with a gag order on on their IT. Yeah, we don't know when they started pushing back, right? Like so they might right. have they started may they may have started pushing back on the, the original one and just it took that long to get to the lawsuit to the point where they're there. I don't have all those details. Right. But they didn't have to do any of that. They could have literally just played along and just kept I mean, it was their lawsuit that brought it to light. That brought all this to public light. So they they get credit for me for that, I guess. Even though their founder is a scumbag. Um, for sure. For sure. So, all right, Mr. Husong, we filled an hour here. Uh, a bunch of crazy stories. A lot of uh, a lot of our regular uh, cast of characters. Jeffrey Epstein, Elon Musk, Bitcoin. Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's laptop. And now Metabiota. And James O'Gan Project Veritas. It covered a lot of the uh, normal subjects here. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was a good episode to get everything caught up on. Um Nothing makes sense is the problem I'm having right now. It like the most the most logical conclusion to draw if you were just objectively looking at this from a thousand feet above is such a high level of conspiracy that I can't wrap my brain around it. Like and I can't like it's so it's so messed up that I can't like my brain can't even allow that to be a viable option. And I need there to be another answer i need there to stop being all these links between hunter biden and world economic forum and uh and wuhan and 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 i need these connections to stop i need them to stop having all these overlap i need the eco health alliance to not be running labs in the ukraine and then have putin come out and say they have bio labs we're gonna go take them over and the government's like well we don't have bioweapons labs you liar like well what about bio labs well we're a little worried they're gonna get what's in the bio labs like god damn it like i need these things to i need these dots to stop getting connected at some point that's all i'm asking for is if we could if we could stop making the lines between all of the dots line up quite so perfectly i would really appreciate it because I'm, I'm getting closer every day to being like, I need 10 acres in the woods, and I am out. I don't want a part of anything anymore. I'm just done. I don't think 10's enough. I'm on 30. I'm all not right. greedy. I can live on 10. All right. Well, all right. On that note, we thank everybody for tuning in again. Uh, another uh, Monday live show. Uh, we will be back again next Monday. Was that April uh, something? I don't know. It's April something. April it's, something. It's April something. Um, for episode 91. And uh, on that note, hopefully we'll see uh, a similar set of cast of characters in the uh, rundown here for our show <laughs> next week. I have a feeling I, yeah. it'll be up again. I, yeah. I bet they will. So, all right, guys, we'll see you on that note. We'll see you all next week and uh, see you next Monday. Thank you for tuning in.